Hi everyone, welcome to Actively Begging, a fun podcast where we debate topics from around the world. Let's kick it around the horn here. Tommy, what are you drinking today? Hey, what's up, Jake? Uh, I am, well, uh, it's going to kind of ruin a little topic that we were going to discuss today, but since we have a weight loss challenge, I am drinking some high quality Bobby Boucher H2O. <laughs> okay. I'll be... I will be so you're not drinking any liquor? I'm not drinking alcohol. I am going to wow. try and cut back on my alcohol consumption to get that sexy summer body for the September month. Um, <laughs> for the beautiful months of September. Unfortunate, terrible timing. But, uh, yeah. That's right. So When motivation strikes. Exactly. How about you, Steven? <laughs> uh, in... In uh, in an effort to again, uh, like Tom, be more be more health conscious, I've decided to go with alcohol, but go with a little Michelob Ultra, <laughs> <laughs> low calories, <laughs> low calories, and uh, I guess it's it's still a beer, so it's not not ideal, but it's still low calories, better than a Johnny Walker uh, or anything else I've ever drank on, on this show. Hey man, you've seen the Michelob Ultra commercials. It's all skinny fit people. Yeah. It's, it's all yeah. skinny people. They just got back from the gym. I hit the gym today. You know, I was feeling, feeling pretty good about myself. I was like, you know what? I'm going to have some Michelob Ultra. We just Ultra pop today. an ultra. Marketing mm-hmm. at its finest. It's delicious. I'm not going to lie. I'm just looking at this. I barely drink other than on this podcast. And this Michelob Ultra literally has rust around the oh, room. Oh, <laughs> dude. Let's all rub that off. Yeah, we'll rub yeah. that off. I did not know that was there. Wow, that's a little, that's a little depressing <laughs> that I had drinks in here in my fridge enough to get rust on Well, them. I'm drinking you, Jake? a lovely vodka soda, and you can all rest assured my vodka does not have rust on the rim because I drink it well enough <laughs> <laughs> that that is not a it's problem I encounter. It's got the fair Copper enough, Tito's ta- cap. That's you know it. it. You know it. Yes. So Tom did allude. I think we got to talk offline and figure out the logistics. But at some point here, we're going to figure out a uh, weight loss competition slash workout. Yeah, we got to we got to mix all that in. Yeah. I mean, to get, you know, to get a little uh, actively begging, you know, the actively begging crew needs to get a little actively. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. So that was uh so yeah it's it's definitely uh I was looking at myself in the mirror the other day and I was like yeah this this needs to change. Yeah, I don't Steven, know. Steven I, I bought a we got to talk about it yeah, but I don't man. think straight weight loss is going to be fair. We're going to have to figure out how to No, do we got to go percent yeah, we'll body composition. And Steven, talk yeah. about the scale you found. So yeah, I got this scale on Amazon. It's basically like uh you weigh yourself and it's sort of uh it connects Bluetooth to your phone and you can essentially it'll graph your uh, your progress along with it'll show you percent body fat and all that stuff. I literally just got it today. Um, so I, I got to check it out. I, I literally just walked in the door and haven't been able to check it out. But um, once uh, once we get everything going, it, it would be cool to see if if this scale does work. It's sort of like a one and all thing. It's you just step on it and it'll tell you percent body fat uh you know and it'll literally track your progress so if you're looking to lose weight it'll put it in a graph and be automated and i'm gonna kick this off by saying these two guys are idiots for starting this before the competition's even begun i'm eating as fat as possible so i can burn off as much body (laughs) weight as soon as the competition begins yeah listen i've got enough fat for everybody so there's uh there's zero worry here i think we'll talk, we'll talk about it off air but maybe we'll do a, a yeah. live weigh-in next episode yeah we could we could do that All right. um but uh yeah i agree that's uh this is this is something we need at least i need we need to get a little bit more healthy and hopefully uh we can live longer and debate longer so i need it i need it too I put on that uh, boyfriend fifteen. So <laughs> I put on that husband fifty. <laughs> yeah, I've always had it. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, so guys, I I just need to update you. This isn't my topic, but 
Big Seven Travel put out their big new list. <laughs> big Seven big Travel. Travel. <laughs> big Seven. Hey, the, the after this after this podcast makes it huge, you know they're gonna have like six or seven more clicks every day. <laughs> Amen, man. Fiftiest uh, sexiest nationalities in the world ranked. Yes, really. Guess, guess, just guess. See if you guess the top five. Nationalities, definitely Australians up Australians there. Australians up there. Australian, you know the Nordic area, uh, some sort of Norway, Spanish. Sweden. I'd say Spanish. All right, yeah, Australian Norway. is number five. Norway. Australian is number five. Really? Yeah. Huh. Um, that I would say like Puerto Rican. Is that like a famous? I'm just trying to think of like guys that are why guys? Why not girls? Did they say guys or girls? Uh, no, it's just it's no sex. It's just in general. Okay. I don't know why my mind went straight to guys, but there you go. Take that for what it's worth. Um, I I would say Puerto Rican. I don't know Puerto Rican. Mm. I mean, they're pretty is, hot. Is there Puerto Ricans are they're definitely hot to trot, but no, they don't yeah. make the top five. I don't know if they yeah. delineate Puerto Rican on the list. I didn't really look what, at it. What about Spanish? like? What about the Swedish? Swedish. Okay, so not not the Swedes, but close close to it. Norway. Close, but the Finland? same. It's Where in the same we? region. Denmark, the Danish. Right. That's ranked number two. two. It's the same thing, basically. Yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. It's that like Nordic? Definitely look. not English. That Nordic look. I would say American, like South, like Southern American. Is American Argentina. even on there? Yeah, they they are. They're forty fifth out of fifty. Uh, us Americans. <laughs> wow, that's fucked I know, up. That's rude. That's really rude. French is the French up there? Nah. nah. Spain, come know. on, right, what about Spain? All right, no, no Spain, no oh. Spain. I'll give, there's one in South America that you guys are clearly missing. Colombian, Egypt, no Egypt. Oh, Brazilian. South America, Egypt. Oh, <laughs> you said South Africa. Yeah, Brazilian. <laughs> and then, oh, Brazilian, And then yeah. there's there's uh there's one that you will find uh, often. Uh, they're often models. And or strippers, and the women are beautiful, and the men look are super ugly. That's. I'm thinking anything we say is going to be interesting <laughs> to somebody out there. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm going to say <laughs> I, Phil, Filipino, Canadian, I black, <laughs> Think of along the Black Sea. Italian? I don't know. Oh, I holy don't... shit, Filipinos on there, though, is number three. Oh, shit. <laughs> wow. There you go. Uh, but number one, uh, your girl, uh, what's, uh, Jake, your girl Mila Kunis, what's her nationality? Oh, just, she's just oh, what Russian she's or like Georgian, German, right? She, oh, yeah, Russian, yeah. Ukrainian. Ukrainian's number one. Ah. Mm. Uh, mm. Yeah. I don't yeah. know Italian if I would know that a dude seventh. is all messed up from Ukraine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't really know too many Ukrainian guys, so. Um, but dude, last on the list, Irish. Oh, <laughs> that's that's, that's actually rough. redhead could be real cute. I saw, I saw actually. Uh, I went to uh, the comedy cellar last night. Saw a comedy show, and there was like a chubby Irish guy telling jokes, and he's like, "There's nothing sexy about Irish people." He's like, "We're just, we just look jolly or angry." It's like one or the other. <laughs> There's nothing ever Jeez. sexy about us. Uh, I don't know. I I think I think there's. Uh, I, where did they? Where does this big seven take these? Polls <laughs> from? Are they going to the Ukraine Yo, and asking, hey, "What's the most they attractive literally people ask in the world?" One person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're asking around the office. Hey, what are we? All right, hold think? on. Let's get the rundown. It's the like, top few. I gave I gave you I gave you the top five and then six is oh, South okay. African seventh is Italian eighth is Armenian ninth is English and tenth is Canadian. I did throw out Canada. Armenian. I can't believe English you, with the teeth. Canadians, man, Canadians are hot people. Yeah, first Canadians off, like Sloan from from Entourage is hot. Ryan Gosling is Canadian. My, he's beautiful. Mm. Rachel McAdams. Ryan Reynolds, also Canadian. Good lord. Good lord. <laughs> They're right, stacked. Fair enough. Fair Canada's enough. Stacked. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I was thinking. I mean, uh, I guess my my man crush is uh, Thor 
which is Chris Hemsworth. He's Australian. But he Australian wasn't on there. No, it was. It was yeah, uh, it, fourth. Oh, okay. There you go. It's all because of Chris Hemsworth. That's why. Yep. All right. So, yeah, I just, you know, I wanted to update you guys and the audience of Big 7 Travel's big new uh, big new ranking. <laughs> big Zeven. The big ranking. Big <laughs> Thank God. Thank God for Big 7 Travel. Swear. Love it. All right. We're going to take a quick break and discuss another update follow-up topic. Oh, which no. is disappointing series. Steven, who is the ultimate hater of all things Star Wars, has tasked me and Tom with uh, bringing back, taking a think on what else, oh, yes. what other topics oh, might yeah. be disappointing. And I've got two, one's a movie series, one's a TV show that I was a little bit disappointed with. Uh, but I didn't hate either of them. But my TV show that I thought was disappointing based on all the hype was Breaking Bad. Which you guys, oh, really? you I, like I liked it, that. but it wasn't, you know, people talk about it as like a top three TV show of all time and just didn't, re- you know, it was entertaining, it but it didn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Interesting. Um, and then movies. Can I get my series? Oh, sure. Sure. I'll go. Cause I actually have a movie and a series also, or a TV series, mm, TV series deal. for me. All right. The Sopranos. I've tried to watch the Sopranos three times and I cannot get go. into it. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I tried the Sopranos as well. I got pretty far until like it started just wearing on me. But yeah, I could totally get why you wouldn't like it. It's not, it's not the most amazing thing in the world. I yeah, mean, I, I really think that it you makes Italians, Americans, you know, it's like racist against us. But you know, just saying. It is funny. Like, I actually don't like, feel that way. But. Do, <laughs> do you think like? Because I always think about like Seinfeld and uh, Sopranos and Friends, like those are three heavy hitters in the '90s. I always wondered, like, are they big in just New York? Like, because they take place in New York. Like, are they big just in New York, or are they big all over? But like, Sopranos was one of the biggest shows ever, along with Friends and obviously Seinfeld and its success. I, I really am. I don't know. Like, it's just funny because they're all in New York. I just assumed that every show was in New York when, you know, when we were kids. I mean, all I'll say is I'm in advertising and I I could just say Seinfeld TV ratings wise, like, was cream of the crop. I mean, so was like Roseanne and Friends. Don't get me wrong. But like top level, it was not a local thing for us all as New Yorkers. Like Seinfeld was crushing ratings. Well, there's a reason why uh, Jerry Seinfeld is a billionaire i mean he literally came on uh to one of those like he did like a round of those talk shows just to talk about the syndication of like they were talking about the new times of seinfeld like when it was airing like they're like oh hey it's not airing at five o'clock anymore it's airing at six o'clock like he went around to all the different like late night show guys and was like basically advertising this it's like this is like the syndication part of your deal like who even cares about it but they obviously were making so much money off that that he needed to come out come on and tell people that you know there was literally an hour difference between the shows i always found that crazy i mean but so what's your what's your movie tom i want to hear it oh uh all right I'll, i'll go first for the movie movie everyone for some reason loves this movie thinks it's hilarious and I didn't even get through the whole thing with Super Troopers. Oh, oh. really? Super Troopers uh, is such a good movie, dude. Yes. I don't think it's funny. Uh, I just don't laugh. Uh, I'm putting in my two week notice on this podcast. You're gonna have to find a new host because <laughs> I can't be a part of this with this shit show anymore. That's, uh, <laughs> That's crazy. It's time. not even like laugh out loud funny. It's just uh, it is. Oh, Super Troopers. I don't know. I, it's all the inside I, you know what jokes. I was thinking. Uh, Starship Troopers is that the one I'm thinking? I always mix up the two. Super Troopers, Starship Troopers, yeah, is, the one with the bugs has the uh, Barney Stinson in it. Has yes, Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. Okay, so I first I thought you were movie. talking about that one, and I was like, why is he saying that's funny? No. Anyway, that movie's a classic. Super Troopers is hilarious. I don't know how you're not laughing at that. Meow. Yeah, <laughs> meow. That's a great, uh, great movie. Great. Uh, I'll just say I I said my movie was taken. Um, but I'll just say my series that that I know that's more in this group. It's not like a worldwide phenomenon, but New Girl. Everybody that watches New Girl is like, oh my god, it's the most amazing show ever. I just don't get it. Like it's it's like a poor man's Friends or like a poor man's How I Met Your Mother. No. Like they're all 
it's all right. Like, I enjoy watching it, but... Are you and just I know trying to set me fools. and Jake off, Steven? No, no, no. I know you guys are really into it, but it's like... The, oh. And, you know, my girlfriend watches it, too, and she's like, I love it, I love it. I'm like, I, it's all right. Like, I get it. Like, I get it. Like your girlfriend, or is it just a girl you're seeing? <laughs> no, 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 no. It is my girlfriend. I'm going to say it Because, you know, I was talking about my husband, 50... Tom was talking about his boyfriend, fifteen, and you were just like, "I'm fat," so I don't, I just don't know what you guys identify <laughs> as. So. I, I had the, I had the girlfriend, fifteen, before I got the girlfriend. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Or the girl, the girl is. Jake, in. what's the movie? <laughs> All right, uh, and then my movie series, and I should say I did love the first one, but not like love, love, but I did love it as a kid. But my movie series is Toy Story. Everybody goes crazy. What was it? The third one? People are literally crying during, like, you know. I cried. Yeah. It was okay. You know, like. Yeah. I can understand that, but I I will say they're, they're definitely milking it now, which kind of sucks. Right. I wish they ended it. Now, the first one was, um, but, I would even border on a great movie. Yeah, like, it was classic. Was it was, you know, defined that time mm-hmm. frame, but. Uh, as a series, I was always like, all right, everybody calm the hell down. It's not that great. But everybody goes crazy yeah. for it. Toy yeah. Story 2 is trash. All right, let's all, we could all agree on that. I, I'll i be honest, right. I don't even Me remember either. it. Uh, but Toy Story 3, I really like Toy Story 3. Yes, so. I did too. I don't know. I remember the scene where everybody was like, cried, yeah, everybody I, was I talking about how they were crying. And I remember being like, all right, that was a good scene. But even the movie as a whole, I was like, meh. I get you. I get you. I and I appreciate it because not everybody has to like everything. Alrighty, so we're already running beyond time here. Let's get in. I think Tom already did his topic, unless I'm mistaken. If that was just the Big Seven update, <laughs> that, was, that was just the Big Seven. Update. <laughs> was that the Big Seven? I'll go, I'll, we'll, okay, we'll see we'll how far it runs. If, if we run, seven. if we got some time to kill, I'll throw in a nice question at the end. But you guys could go. I'll kick it off. Um, so my question is, if sports teams could only have hometown players on them, which cities would win? And we could go through it like by sport. Um, and by hometown, I'll say, you know, not necessarily born, but let's say like elementary school through high school. Obviously, some people move, but let's talk in generalities. You know, which U.S. cities would have yeah. the best teams? Um, Interesting. Ooh, this is a good question. I don't know the specifics, but it would be... Definitely, the South would be good at football. Well, like, Texas. they're all from Texas. Texas would dominate. Well, Texas football. would be good, but Florida's got a big football program too. Like Frank Gore's from, like I don't know, Bumblefuck Florida. I really don't know where he's from, but he's from. I think he's actually from. Yeah, Miami. He's from the know. area, and let's make this easier. Like if you're from Bumblefuck, like you go to your closest city. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah whatever it is. Yeah. So like. There are some good players that came from Florida. Oh, yeah. Um, But, yeah, like, northern, northern, I will just say there's better, like, athletes that came from Florida. But, like, I feel like the quarterbacks all came from the north. Um, I'm just thinking, going through my head, like, Brett Favre, I think, was from, not Wisconsin, but it was, he was, like, from up north somewhere. Mm -hmm. And Tom Brady is from Cali, but he's from... I think he's from South Cali. So no, he's from like just, he's like the Bay Area. San he grew Mateo. up a Niners fan. Yeah, Bay. Oh yeah, yeah. He grew up a Niners. You're right, you're right. But that would be interesting. I said I would. I mean, the obvious choice is Texas, but mm-hmm. uh, like second place, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with California just because it's big and it has like a wide range of like demographics. Like from the South, you get like the you know not too. You know, I guess, <laughs> I guess not to be that guy, but like the South, you get a lot of like the Texas style, you know, football players, you know, very athletic. And then from the North, you seem to get like the smarter, you know, more intellectual wow. players, but I'm wow. not generalizing at all. <laughs> oh my God. I'm not generalizing wow. at all. <laughs> I hope we don't have any listeners from Southern California. <laughs> hey, I, I think they're great. I, Southern California is awesome, but you know, just... Just throwing that out. So there. Cal, I would say California. I, I would pick California. I think Florida is definitely the dark horse. Florida would yeah. be really nice at football. Uh, like you know, you think of I guess are we? We'll go with like Tampa and Miami. Probably be crushing it. Miami yeah. hardcore. I mean, yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. The college awesome. draws people, but that college. Oh my god, that team is crazy year in and year out. Yeah. So yeah, football would definitely be the south. I would say basketball. 
is New York City would crush. I feel like every or like just major cities in the, in the north. I feel like it's all basketball for some reason. And like California. Every, every time I hear, and California. Oh, this guy's from New York City. This guy's from Chicago. This guy's from. Oh yeah, is that is that a big basketball? Oh yeah, I guess. Um, well, LeBron is from LeBron? Ohio. He's from from Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. So that would probably they would probably be a dark horse in Ohio just because they have LeBron. Mm-hmm. But oh, well, you know what? Football dark horses too. Michigan and Ohio. I mean. They recruit from their states for Michigan and Ohio State, and that's their true. nasty football programs. Yeah, you're Ooh, right. You're Kevin right. Durant's from Washington D.C. That could be a dark horse. That's a major wow. metropolitan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anywhere, I th- I feel like uh, the city. That's why New York City doesn't produce a lot of football players. There's a couple, but most of them come from you know, like because there's basically cement everywhere in new york city so there's no real fields they're also like any good good like young players from the from new york will move so they'll like go to like pa to play or go to jersey jersey is real good with football yeah surprisingly yeah where's saquon Saquon he's from he's from from bronx no no he where did he go to college tommy probably penn state penn state that was it Penn State, yeah, you're right. Who went to Rutgers? Oh, yeah. Ray Rice went to Rutgers. Yep, yep, and he was <laughs> he was from New York also. He was from New Rochelle. Yeah, Baltimore would probably be a good football city as well. I feel like I, I feel like we hear a lot of like the Washington D.C. Baltimore area um, are football players, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I, I would like to what see you left? know in these like oh we're missing soccer, which Steven Steven's gonna say South California, obviously. He's generalizing <laughs> demographics. I think West I Coast. West Coast is really into we... soccer. <laughs> West Period. Coast, like yeah. like Oregon, Washington. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Who's good in Jer- the MLS? I think Jersey, I Jersey produces, I think, a lot of soccer. I know like half the Women's World Cup team at one point was from Jersey. Wow. Like not not like this World Cup, but like one or two back. Like their top players, just all like half of them came from Jersey. All right, I'm I'm gonna say something. I obviously this might be wrong, but do you guys feel like soccer is either like you see it being played in the most poor of countries, but then you see it being played like in here in America, it's like the poor the poor you know demographic plays baseball. Like they don't play soccer. They, like soccer is to me is like such a middle to high class, higher class sport. But everywhere else in the world, it's such like a low, you know, like basically all you need is a soccer ball to play. That's all you need to do, you know, soccer ball and a goal. It's also popular everywhere else. What are else, you but talking about right now? I don't now? know. Like you don't you don't notice that like soccer is like every you know you could go to like a you know super uh, you know third world country. And see the kids like kicking around yes. the soccer ball, but like here, here I feel oh, like you people go are playing into, stick like, ball in the streets in Brooklyn. Yeah, people are playing like baseball. Like it's not a. It's just I mean, maybe cultural. It's, New, you know, it's not New York City. We're just yeah. a baseball. Yeah, I think it's just cultural. Yeah. All right, fair around enough. the world, soccer is so popular that that's what all the kids want to play. For baseball, I'm I'm picking Puerto Rico. I don't know about you guys, but <laughs> U.S. territory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what sport territory. would Hawaii win at? <laughs> Surfing? <laughs> <laughs> Hawaii? I don't know. That's a good question. Hawaii would be really good at. Uh, they have like the Samoans there. They probably would be pretty good at football. A lot of isn't the, a the lot Rock of from uh, out of Hawaii now? Yeah, Dwayne Dwayne Samoan, the Rock Johnson, but baby. is he actually yeah. from Hawaii? Yeah. Um, that I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. He might be. From, I know he went to Miami. He went to University of Miami. Yeah, he might be yeah, from, from Florida. Florida. Yeah. Uh, Damn, say hometown, Florida again, hometown of Miami. Yeah, cool. Interesting, interesting question. Oh, we didn't I touch think, hockey. Uh, yeah, hockey. Ooh, Keep, it be Keep it U.S. <laughs> Keep it U.S. Boston, Boston, I mean, Minnesota, Boston. Yeah, though. there's so many, Minnesota. so many good players coming to Boston. Do they really? I mean, I guess you would know more than me about that. I feel like it's 
the really cold place, Minnesota, Wisconsin, those like Midwest North states. Mm-hmm. That's where I feel like I see California like all the gets a lot. Like the too. best colleges are like, yeah. I mean, they're a oh, big they state, really? so oh. that's a factor. But it's it's yeah. obviously like a rich white guy sport. But so yeah, hockey's definitely a, a Northern California, uh, right, Stephen? Mm. <laughs> you know, no comment. What if I had to guess? <laughs> <laughs> You're all thinking. <laughs> I yeah, let's see, dude. Are we miss? Are all we right. missing a sport? Golf. Interesting. <laughs> nah. What is uh? What is what does Big Seven think about this? <laughs> yeah, we got to write to them. I'm gonna write to them. Have a list on this yet? Yo, if we could dial <laughs> in like an editor from Big Seven, that would make my life. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Big Seven, we're gonna so, feature uh, you on our podcast fans, again. <laughs> we want to we want a featured poll on your website. Yeah. Big Seven, <laughs> want to collab? We wanna know they're collab? not fact checking, we'll so collab. we'll just be like Big Seven. We have seven million listeners, and <laughs> they want to hear from you. Some guy is gonna be like, "Oh my fucking god, I can't wait to be on this podcast." Oh my god, yeah. I'm gonna start paying for oh Google ads so that when he googles us, we come up number one. That's gonna be our uh, our first guest host from Big Seven. <laughs> All right, seven. Let's Gotta kick it to it. the next one, Stephen. What do you got today? All right, so uh, this actually hit the. Let me see. This hit the the news probably. I think it was a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, it was in actually it was end of May, so definitely more than a couple weeks ago, but. Uh, so I don't know if you guys know this, but Mount Everest, uh, tallest mountain in the world. I don't know if you guys know that straight facts right there. Uh, it is getting overrun by tourists. I'm going to throw this, uh, quick thing in the chat. If you guys just want to check it out. Um, so basically, wait, why did that work? There we go. So basically, uh, the, their big problem right now is that people are lining up. And you can see there's a picture in that article where there are literally people are just lining up to get to the top of Mount Everest. And it's escalating the deaths that occur on Mount Everest. Like it's like two or three fold. Like more people are dying now than there ever were. Um, and one of the big things about this, and I don't know if you guys have ever read or did anything about Mount Everest. But you basically climb like 90% of the mountain and then... The last or whatever percent it is, and then the last little bit, you essentially have to wait a full day because your body can't handle that that altitude. So like you basically have to race up there, take pictures at the top, and then race down before your body basically uh, runs out of air or like can't handle the altitude up there. Like they have like those breathing apparatuses, but basically the idea is that. You can't get up there. So so what's happening is there are only certain times within the year in which you could climb up Mount Everest. So I believe it's like May. It May is one of the times that you could do it. And I think there's a time in fall that you could do it as well. But basically, because like or else there's like clouds and, you know, shit going on. So basically, there's a huge influx of people that come in and try and climb Mount Everest. Uh, the Nepal, and another thing is obviously Nepal is the, you know, c- country that it is, you know, that regulates all of this. And they essentially hand out permits. You pay a certain amount of money, you get a permit to be able to climb Mount Everest. My question is, if you were in charge of Nepal, would you limit the amount of people that could climb Mount Everest every year? Uh, yes. I mean, I guess we're at the point where people are dying because there's too many people online. So yeah. And you don't think, you don't think that there's like a, you know, like, Hey, you want to risk your life? You could go up there. Like every human should have a chance if they want to climb Mount Everest. You don't think that there's that kind of feeling at all towards this? Um, 
No, I think, you know, the mountain, I guess that's tough. Like, if you decided tomorrow, if you decided tomorrow that you wanted to go visit the, the uh, you know, uh, what's Eiffel Tower. If you wanted to go visit Eiffel Tower, you could literally buy a plane ticket and go visit it. Like, there's no one really stopping you. Um, I know Mount Everest is a little bit different where you could literally die when you go see that. But if the Eiffel Tower was for some reason very dangerous and they limited the amount of people that get on it. Um, do you, do you think that that should be, I guess, uh, the right of the country to be able to do that? And if it's not a right of the country, do you think that that is like an ethical I'm gonna thing? I'm going to say, yes, it's the right of the country because of eminent domain. And whether you believe in eminent domain or not, yeah. I believe in it. I think it has to be. And then I but think. But I mean, Nepal, the, like, didn't build they didn't, Mount but Everest. It's in their country, and that's their right now. And then it's, you know, does. So the problem is, you know, these idiots all go up there and then they die and then they're making the experience bad for other people or somebody's got to clean up those bodies or it's just skulls all over the top of a national monument that people are coming to their country to see and a source of revenue, tax revenue for that country. (laughs) So they need to address that. So, yes, I would say Nepal has the right to limit the amount of permits and regulate who's going up on that mountain. That's fair. I'm sorry. I'm so, just thinking. I'm just thinking of like Lord of the Rings. It's not a mountain. It's a tomb with, with the skulls all over. Yeah. It. Oh. It's not a mountain. <laughs> yeah, just... No. Uh, really. I mean, honestly, Jake. When that like Mount Everest is actually a situation where they leave the dead bodies up there. Like it's becoming a basically a big um, graveyard. It's becoming like a trash heap, like basically, you know what I mean? Like it's, it, it, people are leaving trash up there when they get up there. Um, the dead bodies are just laying there, you know, on the side of the, basically on the side of the path that you climb up. Uh, there's, if you look up the path to Mount Everest, there's a lot of sections that are sectioned off by dead bodies. You know, I forget the actual names of them, but it's like, you know, guy in red sleeping bag is like an actual milestone for mount everest um it's getting to the point now where it's like people are leaving these breathing apparatuses up there like they're just like trashing this mountain on their way up uh you don't think that there's like you don't think that that's something that we should do you think that's something that we should look at like do you think we should look at basically like a lottery system or something that would be able to i don't know like regulate the people that go up there but then how do you regulate something like that? I don't know. Tom, let me know what you think. All right. Well, I guess to answer your initial question, if uh, if I was Nepal, no, I wouldn't regulate it um, for the reason. The reason being is like, you know what? These people like it's it's they like Nepal has the right. I agree with Jake to do what they want with it. It falls into to their territory, you know, their jurisdiction. Um, but. You know, if people want to risk pay a bunch of money to your country, that uh, Nepal's a pretty small country, you know, and like I'm sure they benefit greatly from that tourism income and those, uh, ooh, they're the Sherpas, right, that bring people to the yeah, top the of the mountain. I'm sure up, yeah. that they rely on that as a, a source of income to live. Um, I wouldn't take that away from them. And I wouldn't, I mean, listen, if people want to, try to climb Mount Everest to die, like power to you, you know, like if you want to, if you want to risk your life, I would, who am I to stop? If you're running that government and you overpopulate, you overdo this on Mount Everest, which is a major factor in this government, in this country's income. And then there's all these dead bodies and it's run terribly. And then, you know, any idiot can go up there and then you get all this bad PR. And then there's a whole Me Too movement to not climb Mount Everest. And then you've got all these Sherpas who are a major part of what you see as important as running this government that are unemployed. And now your government is driven into poverty. Don't you feel you've done a bad job as a government is not looking out for the people that you're governing? No, but I mean, you're not looking out. You know, the people that are climbing it aren't um, Nepali citizens. They're 
people from all yeah. over the world that are coming but in. But the effects of your it, actions of not doing anything have had a negative impact on on uh, Nepali citizens because now a major portion I, of but your... I don't I don't think so, man. People know that it's dangerous to climb Mount Everest, and they do it anyway. You know, it's not it's not a deterrent for them. Is they're they're doing it anyway? So why would you change that? Because, well, I think Tom, you're. I'll just I'll just kind of cut in here. Um, the I think there what what Jake is saying, or what to add on to Jake's argument is that there there are people that are coming to this mountain that don't have let's just i'm just gonna put this in quotes like qualifications to climb mount everest it's just basically like uh you know like a fat ceo that's like oh hey i want to climb mount everest so i could put this picture on my wall and they basically pay a bunch of sherpas to basically drag him up there you know like it's it's it becomes less of a it becomes less of a monument to climb Mount Everest. And if everybody in the world, if these Sherpas could just, you know, turn around and, you know, carry these people up there or basically like, but is that you know, force people happening? to climb up? I mean, yeah, look at, I mean, how many people do you think can actually climb Mount Everest? And you saw, I don't know, you see that the line in that picture, like that is like, it looks like a queue for, you know, Disney world. You know what I mean? It, it I can, I, I bet you that, uh, I don't have actual numbers, but I bet you that a lot of those people there are just climbing it just because it's Mount Everest. Like, I bet you they don't know, you know, or maybe they do know different mountains that they could have climbed before that to basically work their way up to get to Mount Everest. Like, it used to be a thing that's like the best climbers in the world are going to climb Mount Everest. Now it's like you could literally book a flight, buy a permit, and then go fucking climb Mount Everest. Like, we could. Like, we could literally do that. Yeah, but we we wouldn't because we would die. And that's my point: is that if you if you don't feel comfortable doing it, then you, you that that choice is up to you. It's not up to a country to like do a background check on you to make sure that you are able to actually climb this mountain. Yeah, but there's no if you let everybody climb this mountain, it doesn't become special anymore. And then all of these, and then it becomes inflated. And it'll very always crowded, be special. And then all these Sherpas will the lose, will lose yeah, their job in the future. It'll always be special because it's always going to be the tallest mountain in the world. Well, that's There's not necessarily true, Tom. Mountains, uh, what's, uh, mountains are growing and shrinking as time goes on, so not necessarily true, but realistically... Yeah, but in the, I in mean, the lifespan yes. of Nepal... Right. There will not be another mountain that is larger than it. Yeah, maybe yeah. true, but I do agree with you, Tom. That the fact that it's the tallest makes it, you know, something that people are always going to want to climb. So I disagree with you there, Stephen. That you know, I don't know. I'm saying that I think dead bodies and death toll is bad PR for the mountain and for the country and the country needs to look out for itself and the mountain lies within the country so it's the country's say to say what happens there and the country should be looking out for itself and its people and just doing what's in the best interest so from a PR standpoint anybody who wants to trying to climb this mountain and people dying all over the place is not good from a country standpoint, people trying to climb it and having a permit system that has somewhat of a, hey, make sure you're not going to die before you do this, but mainly the country's making money off of it and giving it back to the people is good for Nepal. Um, but I th- I just think it'll balance itself out, though. I disagree. So, like, I think that, These like, the more people that, the more people know, that go up there and die, right, let's say, that go up there unprepared and come down from it hurt or don't come down from it at all it will deter pe- novices from actually making the attempt to climb you know it'll become an expert thing which it i believe that it, it to be and i believe that it will always be you know an expert level thing to do as a mountain climber so another thing about this is they i again i don't know specifics i'm not exactly a mountaineer but one of the things that they're one of the reasons why a lot of these people are actually going being able to do this and kind of what I was saying before about the Sherpas dragging you up is they actually made a lot of the parts easier. So like they'll build bridges, they'll make pathways, like they'll do things like that where if you, you know, if in the 50s you were climbing Mount Everest, like you would have to like go down a valley and then come back up as opposed to now they have, you know, a bridge there and you could just walk across the bridge and, you know 
then then you save a day. You know what I mean? So it's it's actually become an easier mountain to climb throughout because the Sherpas, you know, it's their job to get like if the more people they pump up there, the better, and the more money they make. Why wouldn't they want to make it easier for you? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to cut in because I'm reading so, this article, and literally 11 people have died in 2019. So I don't think we're at the point yeah. of really being worried about this becoming a pandemic of skulls on the top of Mount Everest. <laughs> I mean, you have 19 people 11, die every year. 19. You know, it's 11 one, skulls. Two, three, four, five, six. Or 19, whatever. It's it my lucky number. Let's go. Or, it was 11 in the month of May of 2019, which is apparently the weather window. But. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm not going to sit here and say it's like a national pandemic, but it's... But, I mean, look at that. I mean, does it... Look at that, that fucking... That picture. If you... If you climbed Mount Everest and you got to the top and you saw this fucking queue going all the way up, wouldn't you be like, ugh... Like, I just did all this, but it's, like, everybody else. Like, you know what I mean? If it was just you and the mountain, like, getting up top, it's like, oh, yeah, like, I defeated this mountain. But this looks like, I don't know, this looks like it's just like, oh, we're all getting on the ride for the teacups. You know what I mean? It's just super, it's, like, almost degrading, honestly. Like, listen, if I had the chance and, you know, and I felt comfortable enough to climb Mount Everest, I think I would do it still. But if this is kind of what it would look like, like, maybe 10 years from now, Let's just say our weight contest like hits a pinnacle and we all lose a bunch of weight and I, and I look like Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> if I if I was able to climb Mount Everest and I and I saw like a line like this, I would be like, ugh. Like I don't know if you guys feel that way, but at least I do. Um, just curious, Jake. Like, what what do you think you would do? Like, in terms of withholding permits from people, would you? It would be. How in- would you do it? arbitrary for PR purposes, you know, thing that you need to have shown you've climbed X mountain or you have X ability. I don't know the mountain climbing world, um, but it would be a very expensive permit that would limit, you know. So like if you, so out of the top 10 mountains, you know, I only know one other mountain, which is like K-12 or some shit like that. Like, let's just say it's like, oh, hey, you, you t- Mount Everest is number one. So from two to ten, if you climbed five of those mountains, I'm not even gonna you say know, that. You, stamp. you okay. don't even have to climb another mountain. I would say there's some bullshit mountain really? certification company out there that's saying, okay, you're certified as a mountain climber. You have to have that, and you have to pay me a thousand dollars to the government, and then sure, go ahead. And if you want to kill yourself for a thousand dollars, Nepal will be responsible for what happens to you and your belongings in our country while you try to climb this mountain. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I believe that's the case well, anyway. If but, it's a um, thousand now, then yeah. make it two thousand, whatever it is. But uh, ten thousand dollars, all the money. I kind of feel like <laughs> I kind of feel like they should do that with the top ten tickets are like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and then it just goes down, and like basically people just buy the mo- you know whatever whatever they could pay for kind of a deal. I'm gonna fix. Um, I'm gonna fix maybe, what I'm saying because I don't think. 11 deaths, I would change anything Nepal's doing. I don't know how much they charge for these permits that they're currently doing, but I don't think this article should even be an article, in my opinion. If you're choosing to mount, I mean, climb Mount Everest. People are dying in a DR. <laughs> well, this article, this article is more about, you know, the fact that you climb up Mount Everest and there's a fucking line yeah, But to you do that. that th- that's like, what this article is about. You choose to do that. They got to know now that if you do that, that's going to be the case. You climb Mount Everest. Thing, wow. I, yeah, the one thing I would I do if I was Nepal, like, though. It's, I, it's funny that you brought this up, though, Stephen, because I saw an Instagram post like two days ago. And it was a selfie from the top of Mount Everest. And the, the, peak, <laughs> the peak was covered in trash, which now I know to be dead bodies. Um, but if I was Nepal, I would at least clean oh, that up. I don't know if it's all dead bodies, but yeah. <laughs> Yo, do you guys did you guys remember that movie Mr. Deeds? Oh yeah. Mr. Oh Adam, Adam Sandler. Sandler. It's an epic. Oh Adam <laughs> And his like yes. great great uncle dies on the on the peak of Mount Everest frozen to the top. Yes. That was hilarious. Oh man. Alright, fun topic. Alright. Yeah. Tom Tom, you got a topic for us? Yeah, you know what? I could I could throw a quick quick one in here. Actually, you know what? This this will be perfect, right? 
and considering we kind of brushed on it a little bit so i was i was uh watching the women's world cup and you know that there's like a there's been all that talk about uh um like you've seen that the women are are suing the united states for equal pay and i'm fucking i'm super happy for them great thing that they're doing um but I was thinking about when I was watching it that they don't really get paid that much, and I was curious if you guys. So, so no, Tom, I I don't agree. I don't think women should be paid as much as men. I just want to oh my god! Sexist, <laughs> racist, <laughs> communist, <laughs> communist, <laughs> all coming out, and drinking a Mick Ultra the whole time. Um, oh yeah. No, but what I was thinking is if you had a choice, like you could be a professional athlete, right? And you had the opportunity to, to be in like the World Cup and do it for free. Or like the Olympians. You know how like Olympians don't really get paid either for what they do. They'll make like sponsorships and whatnot, but they don't really, they don't make that much money. Or you can be like Mike Trout and make like, sign like a $500 million contract. Would you take the like the legendary status of being a World Cup champion or uh, you know, a gold medalist like Michael Phelps, or would you take, uh, you know, uh, who's the guy that just went to San Diego? Uh, Manny Machado. The guy is probably never going to win a championship. You know, he's playing for the San Diego Padres. They're terrible, but he's laughing his way, you know, $350 million to the bank. Which one would you take? Yo, this is just like the 1985, I want to say, hockey team, the miracle, where it's like, NHL yeah, professionals exactly. couldn't be on the team, and then all this crappy group of kids won the cup, and all the pros didn't play. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, oof, that's tough. You know, I'd like to say I'm taking the money. Easy choice, the money. If you're not taking the money, I don't know what that universal income. That's what you want. Did you just say? No, nah, I want the money. I want the money, baby. Make it rain. <laughs> well, I am not. I am. I'm going for the legendary status. Heroes, you would rather heroes be, get remembered. You'd rather be legends never die. From the fuck that you would rather be the guy on the miracle team that literally he was he played in that game and then he played a couple of years in the minor leagues and then he and then he just now he sells insurance on the side and he's making like you know seventy thousand dollars a year but he's always like you know what i won that one gold medal and that's it like that's the only thing you want yep i'd be happy with that really i'd be happy with that i, I could not even i can't even comprehend that why on earth like there's so much more you can do with all that money than just win the one championship which I'll be honest, I could not name a single one of those people on that team. I just know what happened. Can I you just name know that one any of them, hockey player you know, from 1985? Wayne Gretzky. Was he going in 1985? <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, he was, he was actually. Oh, he was. So there you go. Shit. God Suck a dick. <laughs> when, when was I the know. miracle, though? We got to double check that real quick. Yeah. Hey, Google. When was the miracle on ice? Miracle on ISIS date is February 22nd, 1980. <laughs> 1980. 1980. I don't Can think you name Gretzky's a hockey player hey, from Google. 80? <laughs> when did Wayne Gretzky start his NHL career? On the website biography.com, Shut the fuck they up. Say he played his first full NHL season in 1979-80 for the Edmonton Oilers. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Suck a dick! <laughs> <laughs> Google. I know the robots always got my back. I can't. I can't. <laughs> this is why. That. This is why I joined. Racist, <laughs> communist, sexist. Listen, I don't know, man. Like, I could not think of a like. There are so many people. There's so many uh, athletes out there that don't make the championship. But you know what? They're fine because you know they got a lot of money and they could relax for the rest of their life. Fuck but there's so few that actually did hardcore. win it. Yeah, but who cares if you're if you're still if you still have to work and live a middle class life? It's like what's the point? Like you you had that one good time, and it's it's so you you have the mentality of like the high school jock, the jock that was like, oh yeah, we won state back in high school, and you come back to the ten year reunion and you're like balding, you have the you know the neck beard working, and you're like, you know, slapping the ass of the you know head cheerleader that you married and got pregnant at eighteen. Dude, and and why are you explaining my Saturday the night? The mentality of a coked out 
you have the mentality of a coked out stockbroker, Leonardo DiCaprio in A Wolf of Wall Street, that money equals happiness. That's not all happiness is. Yeah, money is a lot of happiness, though. It's it options is. to a degree. It makes life very, very easy. But you lose if you, appreciation if you only had for to work, when I disagree. you think everything if is you entitled worked, to you. If I, if I worked my dream job until I was 35 and then retired and was able to basically afford anything I wanted to afford or do whatever I wanted to do, I would much rather that life than get that one shining moment and then be done with it. I'd rather have a million little But you're not dumb. That's the whole point of life is like... Even though you had that amazing moment, you could still sell insurance and be good at that and find fulfillment in that. That's fine. And you could still find fulfillment in doing whatever else you do right, after you Steven. retire. Steven, do you respect the athlete that takes a pay cut to play on a better team to win a championship? Or do you respect the athlete that signs that big deal and puts the rest of his team financially unstable and they'll never win a, a championship after he signs that deal? I which, respect which them both the same because I don't I don't know them personally. Lie. But oh my God. if if it was me, if it was me, I would take whatever money I could. That's that's the way I would play. Is I, I I would play on the team and I would be a supportive member of my team and I would also take the money that I think that I'm owed. So if it's a hundred million dollars a year and we don't win a championship, yeah, that sucks. But you know what? While I'm on the team, I'm gonna do everything I can to try and win that championship. Jake, you didn't. You never answered. What do you? Oh, legendary for sure. I'm definitely winning the cup for the country. You know what? And I would say like the fact that it's the country means something to me. Whereas if it was like, would you you know win a ring on the NBA being a bench player versus or you know not being the star player versus being a star player on a team yeah. where you're making more money but you're never going to win a championship. That, to me, is a different question. I, I would have to think about that. But, yeah. uh, you know, winning for the That's country why I refer to, and like, then the going World and Cup. living a normal life, I'd be really proud and li- still live. Listen, when you're, when you're you know, old and you're, you know, uh, healing all the wounds you did from back when you were playing, you're going to be wishing you took the money. It's funny that the communist is taking the money, by the way. Because <laughs> he wants to be the president of the communist, then. Yeah, you're damn right. <laughs> Get all the fucking I, I know the wealth value while of it. everybody else the lives their mundane lives. All the women and people of different race live mundane lives while the head communist rakes it in. Listen, you got to take what you're owed, man. <laughs> you got to get what you can get. Don't get upset. Oh, man. All right, Stephen, why don't you walk us up Mount Everest uh, on the Trail of Skulls and get us out of here? <laughs> wait, I got to wait for the 40 other people in front of me before I can do anything. <laughs> All right, well, listen, uh, this was a good one. Um, you know, we uh, it was, it was kind of quick, but it's, you know, we got to make these a little bit quick quicker. We've been rambling a lot, so... Thank you very much, guys, for listening. As always, I am right, and these two fools are wrong. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Guys, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, oh, Facebook, yeah. at the Actively begging. begging. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. All right, guys. See you next week. Thank you. La- right. Later, beggars. Later, beggars.